Well, good morning, High Life. Uh, welcome to our service this morning. Um, it's the day the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. You know, it's an amazing thing how the Lord always um, leads us beside still waters. He is our good shepherd. And so we have no reason to be afraid. We have, uh, he ensures that we do not lack in any good thing. Uh, the Bible says that the young lions uh, do lack and suffer hunger. But, you know, those of us who trust in the Lord, we will never lack for any good thing. Uh, so we're going to get into the word this morning as we talk about the exciting subject of faith. Uh, Father, uh, thank you for your word. Thank you for your spirit. Uh, thank you because the spirit of God guides us into all truth. Um, so, Lord, we just submit our hearts to you this morning and we ask uh, Holy Spirit, just lead and guide us as you always do. Light our candles and enlighten our darkness. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As I mentioned, uh, we've been talking about faith and last week, uh, I began looking at um, examples of these elders uh, that the Bible says obtained a good report for their faith. Uh, we call them the heroes of faith. And Hebrews 11 uh, is a documentation of, of heroes of faith. And, and the reason we're going through this is to identify the principles, principles that we've already um, expressed by uh, over the last few weeks, laying a foundation. We want to see these principles at play um, in, in their lives. So let's go straight to Hebrews um, chapter 11. I'm going to read the New King James Version um, from verse 1. It says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained, the elders obtained a good testimony. They obtained a good testament. They were not given a good testimony. They obtained a good testimony. You know, our lives are really not the, um, the product of the grace of God. Yes, the grace of the Lord is extended toward us. But the Bible says in, in Romans 5 verse 2 that it is through faith we have access to grace. You, you, you know, God makes his grace, his power, available lavishly to all humanity. And we're going to see um, an example of that, or we're going to see that attested to in Scripture a bit later on. But our experience of the grace of God is determined by faith. Faith is how we connect to that grace. You know, I like using the example of, you know, on, um, on Valentine's Day, you know, sending a bunch of flowers um, to your spouse or your girlfriend, um, or your boyfriend even, you know, some men might like flowers. And um, you send these flowers uh, and you're calling them all day, maybe they're in the office and you send the flowers to the office and you're expecting them to call you, but they never do. So you've actually sent the flowers, um, but, but then for some reason they are not responding. And you think, how ungrateful can they be? And you, you just call them up and say, I sent you something, didn't you get it? And, and he, he responds by saying, oh, I never got it. Where did you send it to? I sent it to your office. And then he calls a few people in the office and they say, oh, yes, 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 something came for you. Sorry, we forgot to give it to you. I mean, that could cause uh, you know, a marriage to, uh, to hit the rock suddenly or you know, uh, a spouse or uh, you know, a boyfriend or girlfriend relationship to be terminated if, if they don't express the gratitude that you expect them to do by receiving a, a gift that you sent. So basically, it's possible to send something and the other person not receive it. If the person doesn't receive it, 
they will not be a beneficiary of what has been sent. Now, grace is how God gives us everything, okay? The Bible says that uh, his divine power has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Uh, the Bible says God has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. But, you know, grace gives, but it is faith that receives. It is faith that receives. In fact, Hebrews eleven six says, without faith, it's impossible to please the Lord. You see, the Lord is pleased when we receive what he has given, okay? The Lord is pleased when we receive what he gives. Now here, we see the principles of faith that connect the elders to what God has already given. It says, by faith, um, the elders obtained a good testimony. They were not given one, they obtained one. They received something, okay? They used their faith in receiving what grace had already provided. And, and you see that word receive um, or obtained uh, mentioned several times uh, as we read the examples of some of the heroes. They received something. God is the giver. We are the receiver. God gives and we receive. I'll read the first two verses again uh, from the Passion Translation. It says, now, faith brings our hopes into reality and becomes the foundation needed to acquire the things we long for. It is all the evidence required to prove what is still unseen. This testimony of faith is what previous generations were commended for. Faith is all the evidence required to prove what is still unseen. You know, I like the example I gave last week about reaching into a drawer and feeling for a key, okay? And once you lay hold of that key, once you lay hold of that key, uh, the key was there before you, you groped for it. It was already there. Whether you came around to hold on to it or look for it or not, the key will always be there. And that's what grace is like. Grace, through the shed blood of Jesus, has already provided all things. But when we reach out in faith and we lay hold of it in the realm of the Spirit, when we connect with the tangibility of what God has given, all right, that is all the evidence we need, okay? So faith is the hand that receives what God has already provided. Faith does not create, actually, uh, new things. It only receives what God has already provided. And we're going to see more of that as we go along. So they obtained or they received a good testimony. They received a good testimony. Verse 3 in the Passion says, Faith empowers us to see that the universe was created and beautifully coordinated by the power of God's words. He spoke and the invisible realm gave birth to all that is seen. So this, the substance was already in the invisible realm. The things that faith is reaching out for already exist in the invisible realm, okay? And through the operation of faith, it brings those things from the invisible realm to the visible realm, okay? So again, um, Romans 5.2 says, by faith, we have access into this grace. Faith gives us access. It's like a door into a room that already contains a lot of things in it. The door just gives you access to the room. If the room is empty, the door just leads you to an empty room. But thank God, God has blessed us. He has blessed us. There, there are things he has blessed us with. 
And through faith, we enter into the reality of those things. And faith feels for them and it reaches out and, and touches them. And once it connects with them, it can bring them into the realm of the seen. So last week, we talked about Abel, Enoch, Noah, how through his relationship with God, it caused Abel to offer uh, a sacrifice that was more excellent than the sacrifice of Cain. All right? Um, you know, when we trust God as our source, it will lead us to make great sacrifices. Okay? And it's not, you know, the Bible says, um, uh, when Paul was writing to the Corinthians, that, that givers, uh, we don't give of necessity, we don't give grudgingly, because God loves a cheerful giver. You can only be a cheerful giver if you have already connected to the reality that God is your source. Okay, that's the only way you can be a cheerful giver. That's the only way you can be a hilarious giver. It doesn't really matter what kind of, you know, uh, worship song or praise song you sing during um, the pray, uh, the giving time. You know, it, it goes beyond all that. It, it's about what have you connected with? Have you, do you see Jehovah as Jehovah Ra? Is he the Lord your shepherd? Uh, if he is your shepherd, if you see him as your shepherd, if you have connected to the reality of him as your shepherd, th then you would give sacrificially. You will always give your best gift. Okay? Enoch, by faith, transcended all limits. Because when you connect to the God um, of eternity, who is called the Ancient of Days, um, you see um, a God that is bigger than time, bigger than space, bigger than any limitation. So he was able to transcend um, through faith. But the foundation of faith is always a connection to something tangible in the realm of the spirit. Okay, Noah, um, by faith, moved with fear, moved with reverence because he had God's word in the matter and his heart was prepared to receive new things. Okay, So we see examples of connection with the invisible um, and as a result, there being an action. All right, I believe and I agree with the fact that faith is an action, uh, but it's much more than an action. It's an action that proceeds out of a connection with tangibility. You know, Moses saw the invisible uh, and he, he acted accordingly. Um, so faith is always, it's always expressed in an action, but that action has its foundation um, as reality that you have connected with in the spirit. Okay, and I'm sure you're seeing this played out over and over again. You know, last week uh, th there was a, a question I asked, you know, at the, at the end of the service, and, and that was along the lines of, you know, what um, uh, connection have you had with the Spirit? What revelation have you had in the Spirit that has, has, has moved you um, to, take, um, to take action? To take action. There's an insight that always moves us to take action. And that is when it is faith, because it's not based on things you see, it is based on things that are not yet visible in the physical realm, but you have connected with the reality of it in the realm of the spirit. So today I'm pretty excited because we're going to be talking about Abraham. Um, we're going to talk about Abraham and Sarah. Abraham is called the father, he's called the father of faith. So verse 8 of Hebrews 11 states, it says, By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he will receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. 
By faith he obeyed. When he was called out to go to a place, he would receive as inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. By faith he dwelt in the land of promise as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he waited for the city which has foundations, um, whose builder and maker is God. Verse 11 says, By faith Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed. And she bore a child uh, when she was past the age, because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore, from one man and him as good as dead, were born as many as the stars of the sky in multitude, innumerable as the sand which is by the seashore. You know, I'll read um, verse 8 um, from the Passion. It says, faith motivated Abraham to obey God's call and leave the family to discover the territory he was destined to inherit from God. So he left with only a promise and without even knowing ahead of time where he was going. Abraham stepped out in faith. He stepped out in faith. Now, these are all examples of men and women who received something, who obtained something. Um, who discovered how to cause the invisible realm um, to give birth um, to substance in the physical realm. It says, Abraham was motivated, or faith motivated Abraham to obey God's call. You see, the foundation of what Abraham's did was the word of God, okay? Um, the, the Lord spoke to Abraham. That was the foundation of his faith. Uh, the foundation of his faith was the word of God, the revealed will of God. Um, you know, I'm reminded of David in Psalm 119 verse 49. David said, remember the word unto your servant upon which you have caused me to hope. Uh, this is my comfort in my affliction for your word has given me life. Your word has given me. He said, remember the word, remember the word, remember the word. Faith always begins where the will of God is known. Okay, faith rests on the revealed will of God. What is the revealed will of God uh, concerning your matter? Um, however impossible it may look, the revealed will of God becomes a foundation that guarantees that what God has promised will come to pass. It, will be, it becomes a foundation that you can sink your roots deep into. What is the revealed will of God about your matter? Abraham had the revealed will of God, and therefore he left his family to discover the territory he was destined to inherit from God. God promised him. God said to Abraham, leave your family. Go to the land where I would lead you. The Bible says that he didn't even know where he was going. You see, um, understanding, uh, or should I say full understanding, is not required for obedience, okay? God never reveals the full picture. One thing the Lord will always do is he will always reveal the next step. He'll give you an instruction. You will receive an instruction from his word, okay? It is interesting to me that, you know, when David um, was facing Goliath, you know, the, the, um, the stones 
um, that he, or the stone that he used to kill Goliath was were, were picked up in a brook on his way uh, to Goliath. He didn't get everything um, at the beginning. It was as he was moving that he picked up the stones. You see, Abraham had an instruction for God. He had a revelation. There is always something that God has said that you can start with, all right? And as you start obeying God's word, um, he begins to reveal more and more to you. Proverbs 4.18 says that the path of the just is as the shining light that shines brighter and brighter. We don't have full light about anything, okay? We have, uh, we have light that, um, that is required or that is needed to take the first step. And as you take that first step in confidence based on the word of God, more light comes, okay? Abraham did not have full understanding of where he was going, but he did have revelation from God that he should leave. He didn't know where he was going, but he trusted in the word of God. So based on the word, Abraham took his first step, and the Bible says he went out. He went out. What word from God are you acting on today? Sometimes we want to wait until we have the full picture before we take a step. That is that is, uh, that is wrong. Uh, the Bible says that the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delights in his way. All right? Uh, God is, is better able to stare a moving vehicle. It's always easier to stare a moving vehicle. And I, it is as we take steps of faith that the Lord is able to stare us into accuracy and into specificity. All right? There's always a word that you can act on today. Hallelujah. There's always a word I can act on today. Every time you get out of bed, you say, this is the day the Lord has made, and therefore I'll rejoice and be glad in it. That is a word you can act on today. You can begin to declare that favor, goodness, and mercy follows me all the days of my life. They follow me today. That is a, that is a, a word you can act on today. All right? Um, so faith begins where the will of God is known, but we, we, we have the will of God revealed about a lot of matters concerning our lives that we can act on in faith. And we can, we can, we can rest our faith on those things. Now, the Bible says that he went out. He went out. That's a key phrase. He went out. He actually took action based on what he knew, not knowing everything. He didn't know where he was going. He says, by faith he dwelt in the land of promise as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs of him of the same promise. For he waited for the city that has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Of course, we have faith for things. You know, you desire money to pay school fees. You desire, um, you know, healing for your body. And, and those, are, um, those are legitimate things that we can believe God for. But you know, the Bible says the just shall live by faith. Our lives are meant to be um, a life of faith. I know often, uh, I had uh, uh, Sean Bowles make the statement that often the Lord starts a, a sentence at the beginning of your life that he completes at the end of your life, okay? God has a plan for our lives and that plan is, is unfolding step by step, season by season, phase uh, by phase. But, but the plan of God for your life um, goes beyond time, goes beyond time. It's not just about having a good life, getting married, having 3.4 kids, you know, having, you know, uh, a Jeep and, uh, uh, and, a, and a sailboat, you know. Your life is much more important than that. You, you know, Ephesians 1, 4 says he chose you in him before the foundation of the world. That word chosen is Greek word uh, uh, eklegomai, 
uh, he, you are a spoken out word. He has sent you out to fulfill a divine mandate. Okay, but, but that mandate over your life is it, it, going to be comprehended by faith because it's an unfolding story. Uh, it's, a, it's an unfolding story that, that you and I uh, must align to. Now, you see in Abraham's life here, as he began to walk with God, the Bible says here that he, he, he lived in tents. He lived in tents. Even though he was a wealthy man, he could have built um, a brick building, but, but he, he understood that, you know, your life here, you are a sojourner here. This is not home for us. Um, as human beings. This is, we are here to fulfill purpose. Our home is actually in heaven, okay? So, so as we live a life of faith, it is important that the foundation of our faith is this understanding that you and I are, are surgeons here, okay? You and I are surgeons here. And, and what God is doing in our lives is going to go beyond time. It's going to go beyond time. And, and, and and the other thing he recognized was that his life of faith or his legacy of faith or the inheritance that God had for him was also generational. You see, there are things that God is building for your life right now that, that are not just about you and what you are going to enjoy in your time on earth. He is laying a foundation. The Lord is going to lead you into things that are not just about you. They're about things that through you, is going to be a foundation for those who are coming after you, okay? So Abraham, as he was walking this life of faith, he understood that he was a surgeon here. So the way he lived his life was with that understanding that there was much more to his life than just having a, a great time, you know? It, it would be a very sad thing if all we use our faith for is for transient things, okay? Abraham used his faith. He, he plugged into God's purpose for his life and was living a life that um, without understanding that this life was going to be or the fruit of his life was going to go beyond the time he spent here. It was, gonna, it, was going to, uh, it was going to go into his children's life. It was going to be a foundation for his kids. It is often said that our ceiling will be their floor and I, and I agree with that that God wants to use our lives to, be, to build a legacy that others will be able to stand on. But the other thing that is mentioned here in verse 10 is that he waited for the city that has foundations whose builder and maker is God. The, the Passion Translation says, his eyes of faith were set on the city with unshakable foundations whose architect and builder is God himself. You see, Abraham wanted to be a part of what God is doing in the earth. Um, he wanted to be a part of what God is building in the earth. Um, do you want to be a part of what God is doing in the earth? Yeah, I believe that, that this is one of the greatest expressions of our faith, where we plug in to God's purpose for our lives, uh, for our city, for our nation, um, for our neighborhood, uh, and, and seek to build something. Um, that goes beyond just our own individual lives. Now let's look at this, this um, uh, the operation of, of faith in the life of Abraham and Sarah that, that resulted in the birth of Isaac. Um, verse 11, and I'm going to read um, 
verse 11. I'm going to read it from the Passion Translation. It says, Sarah's faith embraced the miracle power to conceive, even though she was barren and was past the age of childbearing. For the authority of her faith, listen to this, the authority of her faith rested in the one who made the promise and she tapped into his faithfulness. The authority of her faith rested in the one who made um, the promise. I'd like us to look at Romans chapter 4, verse 13. I read the New King James. It says, For the promise that he will be heir of the world was not to Abraham or his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. For if those who have the law are heirs, faith is made void and the promise of no effect, because the law brings about wrath. For where there is no law, there is no transgression. Verse 16 says, Therefore, it is of faith that he might be according to grace, so that the promise might be sure to all the seed, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. Now, the Lord here through this verses is, is showing us that a life of faith is not, um, is not dependent on any qualifications other than faith, okay? It says here that it is of faith that it might be according to grace so that the promise might be sure to all the seed. You see, entering into faith or, or living a life of faith um, is something that everybody can do because the foundation of faith is grace. It says it is of faith that it might be according to grace. It is not by works. It's not about how hard you work or how much you deserve it, okay? Because what you deserve has been taken out of the equation because it is of grace. Grace is God's willingness to make his power available um, to us to meet our need and to achieve his purpose. Grace gives. Everyone say with me, grace gives. Grace gives. Faith receives. So because grace, grace gives, it is available to everybody. It is available to everybody. We say that God is no respecter of persons. That is absolutely true. Because God operates on the basis of grace. Okay? By grace, he gives us all things. But by faith, we receive um, we receive what he has given. So faith is our response to what he has already given. Now, in the case of Abraham here, we see that Abraham discovered how to operate by faith to receive what God had already given. Now, look at it um, spelled out in the next few verses. Verse 17 says, As it is written, I have made you the father of many nations. In the presence of him who he believed, God, who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. He calls those things which do not exist as though they did. It says, God said to Abraham, I have made you the father of many nations. God calls those things which do not exist as though they did. Now, that statement, um, 
well, we need to explain that a little bit. You know, in Hebrews 11 verse 3, it says, Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So, so the things that are seen were not made of things which do appear. Or the Passion says, invisible realm gave birth to these things in the physical. Those things came from the invisible realm. So from the realm of the physical, they did not exist. But they actually existed in the realm of the spirit. They exist in the realm of the spirit. But faith brings it from the realm of the spirit into the physical realm. So when the Bible says that God calls those things which do not exist as though they did, what it means is the things that we are not aware of that exist, the things that do not exist in the physical realm but, in, but exist in the realm of the spirit, God's word reveals the existence of those things. God said to Abraham, I have made you the father of many nations. The truth is, in the realm of the spirit, Abraham was already made the father of many nations. But in the physical, he didn't have any kids. But it is the word of God that revealed to him the reality that existed about his life in the realm of the spirit. And he was able to now connect with that reality and bring that reality into the physical realm. Okay? You know, um, John 17, 17, Jesus said, sanctify them through your truth. Your word is truth. Sanctify them through your truth. Your word is truth. You see, the way, we're, the, re, the way we are separated from the world, the way we operate on a, on a much higher level um, is by the truth. That word truth there is a Greek word aletheia reality. He says, sanctify them, separate them through your reality. Your word is reality. The logos of God, the logos of God is the reality. The logos of God is how we see what exists in the realm of the spirit. Okay. It is the word that tells us what reality is. Reality in the realm of the spirit. And that is what God was revealing to Abraham. You know, one of the first things that God, uh, Abraham said to God was, Abraham said to God, God, I don't know what you're going to do for me. He said, Eliezer of Damascus is going to be my heir. I don't have a kid, you know. Um, you know, I, I don't know what you can give me. As far as Abraham was concerned, his reality was his experience. I mean, uh, he was 75 years old. He went up to 100 years old. He had, he had been, I mean, his body had been dead for many years. Sarah was barren from her, from her young age. As far as they were concerned, the reality or the reality of their lives was the fact they would never have any children, okay? But the word reveals reality. The word reveals the reality of what exists in the realm of the spirit. And God said to Abraham, I have made you the father of many nations. That was insight into reality. Now it was up to Abraham, okay? Remember, Hebrews 11, uh, 2 says that it's by faith that they obtained a good report, all right? It is possible for someone to send you flowers and you don't get them, all right? Uh, they've been sent. I have made you the father of many nations. Now, it was now up to Abraham. Was he going to reach into that realm of reality and lay hold of that truth and bring it in the realm of the physical? Or was he just going to wait for God to do it? 
You know, a lot of Christians are waiting for God to do stuff that he has already done. All right? Because when God does something for you, he does it in the realm of the spirit. Okay? And what we must do is we must, you know, through the word, um, like Jesus said, um, sanctify them through your reality. Your word is reality. When the word becomes the reality of your life, faith will rise for you to connect with the truth and bring it into the physical realm, which is what Abraham did. Verse 18 says, Who contrary to hope, in hope believed, so he became the father of many nations. What you believe will determine what you become. It says, contrary to hope, in hope believed. Contrary to hope, in hope believed. You see, this reveals that there are two kinds of hope. Okay? There is hope that is based on physical facts, and then there is hope that is based on spiritual reality. From a physical perspective, it was hopeless. I mean, come on, they've tried and 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 tried. All right? Uh, from a physical perspective, it was hopeless. Okay? But there's a different kind of hope. You see, if your hope tracks physical circumstances, you're up, you're hopeful when things look good, you're depressed when things look bad, then you have a kind of hope, it's called natural hope. But Abraham, the Bible says, who against hope, who contrary to hope, um, in hope believed. So there's a different kind of hope, a hope that comes out of the revelation of God's word. God said, I have made you the father of many nations. So Abraham plugged into that, and that created a new kind of hope, a hope like uh, uh, you know, the pastor was saying about, about Sarah, rested, a faith and a hope that rested on the authority of what God had said. Okay? Who contrary to a believing hope, so he became. What you believe is what you will become. What you believe is what you become. Um, he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken, so shall descendants be. And not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead, since he was about 100 years old, and the deadness of Sarah's womb. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully convinced that what he had promised he was also able to perform, and therefore was accounted to him for righteousness. Now, let us spend some time at that verse 19. Because I see that this is where a lot of people miss it. It says, I'm not being weak in faith. He did not consider his own body already dead. Now, what I've discovered is a lot of people interpret that to mean that the reason why he wasn't weak in faith was because he was not um, considering his body. So he denied the fact that his body was dead. He denied the fact 
that Sarah's womb was barren. Okay? Faith is not the denial of facts. I have heard so many people say things like, I am not sick. I am not sick. I don't need, I don't need a surgery. In fact, you hear people say that I am, I am, I am well um, and they don't show up at work. Yeah. What this verse is saying is that he wasn't weak in faith by denying the reality. You know, people deny the reality of the fact. They don't even want to do um, any kind of medical um, tests or any kind of, you know, even if it's a physical, they don't want to, because they see it as a negative thing, negative confession. The, the doctor is just going to give you negative confession. That is not what this verse is saying at all. In fact, what this verse is saying was that Abraham knew his body was dead. Abraham knew Sarah's womb was barren. That's a fact. But his faith was not weakened by that because his faith was not determined by whether his body will come alive or whether Sarah's womb um, would suddenly come alive again. His faith was only based on what God had said and what God had said alone. It doesn't matter if you are sick in your body and acknowledging that you are sick in your body. Your faith is not based on what is happening in your body. Your faith is based on the word and its authority alone. I like how the, um, uh, the, the Passion Translation renders verse 19. It says, in spite of being nearly 100 years old, when the promise of having a son was made, his faith was so strong that it could not be undermined by the fact that he and Sarah were incapable of conceiving a child. <laughs> His faith could not be undermined by the fact that he and Sarah were incapable of conceiving a child because his faith was not based on his body. His faith was based on the promise. You know, if a husband and a wife are believing God for a child. You know, the wife has a period and she's, she's dejected because um, you've had your period. I want to encourage you. Your faith should not be based on that. Your faith should be based on what God has said. Yeah? Because the more you feed on what God has said, the more it takes your eyes. You can have a child without having a womb. You can have a child even if you have a low sperm count, yeah? Because you, your hope should not be based on physical reality, but the tangibility of what God has said. And that is why Abraham, the Bible says, Abraham, um, he did not waver at the promise. Why did he waver at the promise? Because there were a lot of reasons why physically, um, the physical circumstances did not in any way support the promise of God. It wasn't that all of a sudden, Sarah started becoming, started ovulating again, you know, at 90 years old. Yeah, no, she didn't ovulate. There's no evidence of that. And that's why he was not wavered by that. It wasn't because all of a sudden his body came alive. No, but he, he, he did not waver because his focus was on the promise. Sarah's the authority of her faith was on the promise because the promise reveals the reality of God concerning your life. Everything God has said about your life will come to pass. 
as long as you stop looking at the physical as uh, for indications of whether it is happening or not, okay? Your faith must rest on what God has revealed. You must lock on to the reality that his word has shown you. And as you are strong in faith and lay hold of that, giving glory to God, being fully persuaded, what you are doing is you are pulling that thing. You are pulling that healing. You are pulling that job. You are pulling um, that circumstance and that reality that God has promised. You are pulling it into the realm of the physical. And that's why Abraham um, was giving glory to God. He was giving glory to God because his faith was strong and was based on what God had revealed as the reality concerning his life. What has God revealed through his word? What has God revealed through the prophetic word about his reality concerning your life? Feed on that. Yeah, feed on that. Lay hold of it by faith. Feed on that. Be confident in that. Begin to walk in joy based on that. Begin to take action based on that as he reveals it to you. Irrespective of how things look in the physical, you are moving uh, substance from the realm of the spirit. You are creating, you are giving substance um, to it in in the physical realm. Yeah, and that's why Abraham is called the father of faith. He discovered certain things about how to bring substance from the realm of the spirit into the realm of the physical. Let's talk about a couple more things here again about Abraham. Let's go back to Hebrews uh, Hebrews 11. Hebrews 11 verse Yeah, verse 17. He says, by faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac. And he who received the promises offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said, in Isaac your seed shall be called. Concluding that God was able to raise him up, even from the dead, from which he also received him in a figurative sense okay so God said to Abraham to Abraham I want you to take your son your only son who you love I want you to take him to a mountain I'll tell you and I want you to sacrifice him okay um, and and Abraham did exactly that now the Bible says here that Abraham was not struggling with it uh, he was not um, he was not conflicted uh, it says that he 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 believed what God has said God said to Abraham in Isaac, he says, in Isaac, your seed shall be called. And that was where his faith rested. In Isaac, your seed shall be called. You know, one of the things that's said about God in Romans 4 is that God gives life to the dead. And he calls those things that do not exist in the physical realm as though they did. Um, so in, in Abraham's mind, you see, God's word, God is not man that he should lie. He's not the son of man that he should repent. And he was so confident in God's word. God had said that in Isaac, your seed shall be called. So in his heart, he knew that a God who makes covenant and shows mercy, a God whose word is his covenant, can be relied upon. And that's why he took his son to the top of that mountain. And he raised uh, his dagger to kill his son. Because in his heart, he was fully convinced that what God had promised, he was also able to perform. And, 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 and that 
is his legacy of faith. That's his legacy of faith. Um, and the Bible says that's exactly what happened. And he received his son back, raised from the dead in a figurative, um, in a figurative sense. So we see um, some key principles here um, today. The first being that faith receives, faith receives, okay? The outcome of our lives is based on, on what we receive, not what God gives, but what we receive. Uh, and it is as we believe that we become, it is as we believe that, it's what we believe that we become. It's not what God gives that we become, it is what we believe that we become. Um, because um, God has already given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. And then, also, of course, we have also seen that um, the, 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 the word reveals the reality of what God has given. The word reveals the reality of what God has given. And, and when it comes to our lives, we, we, we need to search the logos to see the reality of what God has given concerning us. Uh, the prophetic word that comes to you gives you insight into the reality of what God has given. But whether that reality is manifest or not, is determined by how we engage with it, okay? How we engage with it. And we see Abraham and Sarah here basing the confidence of their lives on the authority of the word alone, irrespective of how things looked. They, they, they kept moving in that direction, irrespective of how things looked. Um, and he, he, he did not allow the, uh, the, the desperate nature of the current circumstances to cause his faith to waver. You know, it's a little bit like Peter, um, when the Lord said to him, come, and he stepped out of the boat and he began to walk towards Jesus. And, and he looked around and he was looking at the winds and the, and the waves and he began to sink. He, he took his eyes off what the Lord had said. Don't take your eyes off what God has said concerning your life. It doesn't matter how things look. Um, death is not the end. The Bible says that he, he, uh, he uh, you know, the Lord who, who gives life to the dead, okay? Anything that's dead can be resurrected by the life of God, okay? And, 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 and we saw Abraham demonstrate that because he killed that boy figuratively because he was convinced that anything that is dead will be resurrected because um, God had already declared that in Isaac shall your seed be called. Don't allow the circumstances that surround you um, to create the reality of your life. Your life is much, much more than that. Lock your heart to what God has said. Lock your heart to the prophetic word. Sink the roots of your heart into God's word. Sink those roots deep like David did when he said, Remember your word unto your servant upon which you've caused me to hope. Sink your roots into that. And you will see that joy will come in the midst of calamity. Joy will come in the midst of darkness. Because you are hooked up to a greater reality. And that is what you will become. That is what you will become. Because God's word never fails. Thank you for joining us today. And um, uh, meditate in the word. Meditate. We live in a time when, you know, the anchor of our hearts have got to be from another world. If you are anchored on the physical uh, you, you are going to be, it's going to be very difficult in the days ahead. But, but when, you're, when, you're, when your heart is anchored to the reality of what God has said, concerning your joy, concerning your peace, concerning your future, uh, you'll be like, like that tree planted 
by the rivers of water that will bring forth its fruit in its season. Your leaf will not wither and whatever you do will prosper. Thank you for joining us. God bless you and see you next week.